That's Amazing. what happens when we go live is I talk about stuff, but not the show. Um, <laughs> Sounds great. <laughs> Welcome to Montreal Sauce. This is our, uh, what, fifth year discussing what actually is Montreal Sauce. Um, <laughs> <laughs> That's really probably the best summary of the show ever. <laughs> yeah. That would be a terrible show. Uh, no, we're our show where we talk to rad makers and creators and friends and you know, what makes them happy? Like whatever flips their pancake, whatever melts their <laughs> butter, whatever sprinkles their donut. Um, hi, I'm Chris and I'm hungry now. Uh, <laughs> my co-host uh, and friend, the microwave madman from the Midwest is Paul. Hi, Paul. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> A microwave madman from Michigan. Yeah, there you go. I'm sure you've never used a microwave. are you kidding me right now (laughs) um our guest this evening i i did the thing like i didn't think i was gonna do the thing but i went and i did the thing what did you do i did the thing so you're just uh take a nap so (laughs) our guest this evening or perhaps uh daytime i don't know when you're listening i'm not the nsa uh (laughs) thank god (laughs) anyway i'm incredibly happy to be sitting next to an amazing woman. She's one of Edmonton's top 40 under 40 in 2013 because she works hard advocating for uh, sexual minority rights and creating safe spaces. She's volunteered with War Amps since she was a kid, an organization dedicated to helping amputees. She's organized the first Pride Week at University of Alberta. She was involved with organizing Camp Firefly in 2013, a, a really cool camp for lesbian, gay, bi, trans, and queer youth. Basically, if there's people in need, our guest is there. (laughs) Um, She has a bachelor's and a master's in education. She dances and cooks up a storm on her YouTube show, Stump Kitchen. She's involved with the Cocapelli Choir, which we've stolen her from this evening. (laughs) And I believe she plays a mean ukulele and has a fondness from geometry. So our guest tonight, welcome Alexis Hilliard to Montreal. Thank you so much. Like that intro was... Unbelievable! Like, are you in my head? Like, how did you, how did you do that? It's like we're soulmates. <laughs> that was incredible. Yeah, it's true. I am the NSA. So. Yeah, you really are. Like, good job on that research. <laughs> Holy crap! Oh, yeah. why, and, Chris? Well, why is this the first thing every guest always says? I don't know. I'm not sure. <laughs> Have you been stalking me as usually? Yeah, yeah. yeah it is the first thing every it's pretty guest. Pretty fantastic. Says. It's very welcoming, actually. Yeah, it's not, it's not creepy at all. Good. <laughs> <laughs> not at all. Uh, I actually went too far once, I think, with Taryn Arnold from Patreon because I'd said something like, she's afraid of, like, wooden bears. And she's like, no, I'm, oh, my God, I am. <laughs> and she was like, how did you? And I was like, it's on your YouTube page. Like, you had that video where you were at some vacation house and you were talking and there was that wooden bear in the background. And she's like. Oh my God, how did you find that? I was like, it's on your YouTube page. Amazing. Amazing. She was like, how did you know my height? I'm like, it's on your page. (laughs) I was like, I didn't sift through your garbage, I swear. (laughs) I'm not in San Francisco. Holy internet. Oh, that's so great. Okay, I got to ask you a question before we start, though. Okay, Montreal sauce, is it vegan and gluten free? (laughs) Um. (laughs) That is a really good question, actually. It yeah. was a um, 
I, I'm going to guess that it's not mm. um, like the actual the actual sauce that mm. the show is named after is probably mm-hmm. not. Uh, I would bet, if anything, that it has gluten in it. It might be vegan, but it probably has gluten in it. I don't know if those two things are mutually exclusive. Oh, yeah. It might not have gluten. Who knows? No, maybe. I was thinking it had meat, but maybe not <laughs> gluten. <laughs> yeah, because- that could be. Yeah. I actually, Although that would be weird because you would use it to season meat. So you would season meat with meat. You you think that's weird, Paul, but like <laughs> I live. I come the- from a country where people put bacon on cheeseburgers. So I guess it, that's yeah. the same. <laughs> yep. <laughs> no, I live with a, a vegetarian. And so I have to look at ingredients, not only for my own diabetic needs, but for her as well. So it's like. I think there was one point where I was like in the Safeway shopping and I was like, oh, my gosh, Montreal sauce. How can I do a podcast and not like own this and have this in my fridge? And so I picked it up (laughs) and read it. And I'm pretty sure like there's some sort of meaty ingredients because there's a lot of like Worcester sauce like that has like some kind of fish oil or something in it. So you can't use it in recipes. And so they sneak it in. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) We just sneak it in. Yeah, actually, I I went like the extra mile to find like a recipe for Worcestershire sauce because I was making like something as simple as like Chex Mix. And they were like, oh, yeah, just like put, mix it all together, put some of this on there and mix it all together and put it in the oven. And then I read that it wasn't vegetarian or vegan. And I was like, oh, no. So I found this recipe to make a, a similar thing. Uh-huh. And I did it. And then I told my spouse because I was super proud of myself that I did this. And she was like, I never knew Worcestershire sauce was in there. I was like, I could have snuck it in. I'm just impressed you can say it. Worcestershire Yeah. 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 It's kind of like judicial system. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Especially on the microphone. I can say all kinds of words, like, not on the microphone. But when you put this in my face, I'm like, <laughs> welcome to the show, Alexis. Totally. It's terrible. And I did a I did a bad thing, too. I forgot to ask you, like, if your last name was Hilliard. Because I was like, did I get her last name wrong? Like, no, that's right. That's my last name. Rock and roll. Nailed Yay. it. Hooray for easy names. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hill and Yard. (laughs) (laughs) So I suppose the first question that uh, our listeners who are live or in the future somewhere. Hi, future. Hi, future. Um, (laughs) Why is your show called Stump Kitchen? (laughs) (laughs) Well, um, so I I have a stump. I was born without my left hand or, you know, with a stump. And so um, it's really named after all of the awesome things that I get to do in the kitchen when I cook with my stump, with my body. Um, and it's just a really catchy name. So that's why I called it Stump Kitchen. Yeah. And of course it's a cooking show. Like I do a lot of things on my, on my show, um, within the, the realm of like food and the kitchen and creating and getting messy. So yeah, Stump Kitchen. That's why. Nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, then, I mean, the show is uh, great. With, Thanks. It's it's what I like about that. Like, you know, uh, okay, like, this is where um, Chris is the old man who offends everyone. No, uh, <laughs> <laughs> what I like is that uh, you, um, you're, besides just doing the recipes, you're also, like, describing how, they, how you do things, mm-hmm. yep. which... 
isn't necessarily any different than anyone else would do things. Yeah. But there are like times when I'm watching like a show on TV where they're doing a recipe and I'm like, yeah, no, I do not have those knife skills. Like, mm, mm-hmm. you know, that's going to take me 40 minutes to cut that onion. And that person's like, like that. Yeah, that's, that's true. Yeah. I cook pretty, um, pretty chill. And like, obviously I don't have any uh, chef training at all. <laughs> and so like, <laughs> I love to like work in the kitchen at a pace that works for my body and, and also to make it, um, just me cooking and trying new things more accessible in the kitchen. Cause I think it can be pretty fun and relatively easy. And I think, you know, it can be pretty daunting for people that just, you know, haven't taken that leap yet. And I'm kind of like, well, <laughs> let's do it. Let's get messy. And, and I, I mess up a ton. Like I mess up a lot. So, you know, I, uh, hopefully that kind of helps to break down some barriers for folks to give it a try. So yeah, it's fun. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's exactly how I feel like it, uh, it does break down those barriers. And then like, you know, there's that, like that new trend, like on like social media where it's like, let's just show you like these quick videos of like, these are all the ingredients you need. And this mm. is how you put it together and mm-hmm. boom, your recipe's done. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, Okay, I can do that. It was like a 20-second video. But then, you know, like when you get into the nitty-gritty, which even the cooking shows don't do, right? Like they mm-hmm. go through, they go to commercial, and then they pull out one that they baked, started baking 40 minutes ago, right? Right. So you, you yeah. miss that realism. And even with those little videos, so I'm always just like, oh, that's easy. And then I forget, like, oh, all those 20 ingredients that they put in this little 20-second video, they chopped and they... <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you know, I never thought about that. That's that's so true. Like, I like those videos because for me to, like, get some neat, quick recipe inspirations and, like, checking out some new ingredients, I like to watch them. But then when I do it, I got to be real. Like, chopping takes time and it's enjoyable and you drop shit and you have to get your groceries and you, like um, – yeah, it's a very real, um, real process. So, yeah, that's a good – I never thought about that uh, – you know, for folks seeing kind of like that side of it in the kitchen. Um, so yeah, it's fun to kind of bring that, that realness to it for sure. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. what we got to do. We got to get a GoPro gotta camera get real. or something. And <laughs> we'll do like, I'll do a shopping episode with you. Cause that's my favorite part too. It's just the shopping yeah. and finding things. <laughs> it's so true. Cause you can't cook if you don't have the stuff in your fridge and like yeah. having the right things is like one of the biggest, you know, I'll see a great recipe or I'll, I'll crave something. I'm like, I don't have chickpeas or actually that's a lie. I always have chickpeas. I always have like 10 <laughs> chickpeas in my cupboard. I have all of the beans. Um, but like, yeah. And like, especially for folks who aren't able to leave the house or like have social anxiety, like getting out, going to get groceries can be a big thing. And so like, yeah, like just trying to find those ways to like support ourselves to, to get what we need from the kitchen is, is important. So yeah, for sure. Yeah. I found like living in the Midwest <laughs> where Paul is like, we have all these like awesome supermarkets, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, because we live in suburbia and everything and all the <laughs> city. I pretty much have to go to every store here in the downtown core to find everything that I need. Like one store does not have everything that I need. Like what? You guys don't have like a simple thing as like cilantro. I have to go to Savon now. I hate you. Like, Yeah, that can get a bit cumbersome for sure, especially if you don't like driving around. But I found a few really good places like I'll try to. You know, I found because I live on the south side, so I've got like Mm. Earth General store. And then if I need some like 
kind of like more weird ingredients, I'll pop over to like even superstore if I need Mm -hmm. need to, you know. Um, But usually I can get it all within about like a 20 block radius, like really quick. I kind of have it all mapped out in the city. Oh, yeah. (laughs) So do I. I Yeah. I've got it all figured out. It's like whenever I try something like different, then I'm like, "Uh uh-oh, like – when I made your pad thai, like I had to go find oh. tamarind and I was mm. like, why do you not have that? Yes. Yeah. You <laughs> yeah. should just let me know. I have so much and it's going to last me forever. You could have just <laughs> borrowed a big hunk of my tamarind paste. Like, that's not going to, it's going to last forever. But yeah. It's Did you like it? It's a cup of sugar, right? Yeah, it totally Can I borrow is. some tamarind? Yeah, please. Yeah. Um, yeah. Did it work out okay? Did you oh, like yeah. it? Oh yeah. Awesome. Did you cook it with a dog like on the show? No, I didn't cook it with a dog. Darn. I would like to. Yeah, Jezebel's pretty sweet, and she was a really good help in the kitchen. Other than the fact that she stole my carrots during filming, <laughs> like <laughs> she was fantastic. Yeah, I was just like, how many takes did that take? But she was just like, I'm chill, whatever. Yeah, just one. She just sat there. <laughs> like was it was great. probably the first time she'd ever been on the counter, so she's just like, I, I don't know if I'm supposed to be. <laughs> it's true. As I am not going little... to mess this up. <laughs> well, as soon as I put her little blanket up there, she was just like. Cool. Yeah, let's do this. She's such a she's my sister's dog. I just love her. She's great. <laughs> um, so you did you grow up here? I did, yeah. Born and raised. Born and raised in mm-hmm. Edmonton. Yep. Love it here so so much. Yeah, okay. Well I'm I'm sorry that uh, <laughs> the Oilers lost last night. Uh, That's okay. That's okay. We got we got other years. It's all good. <laughs> we've we've had our wins. <laughs> but thank you. Yeah. No no riots on the south side or anything? No, okay. Good. All is well. Yeah, it's Canada, right? Yeah. Well, yeah, we're okay. <laughs> I know. Like the maddest like so far that I've seen people are just like, Oh, can you believe that? Oh. Well, I hope the Predators beat Anaheim. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah it's been pretty good um yeah um so okay i actually in my notes i think i just probably copy and pasted that from other interviews but i put this is the ugly question but it's not for you oh. i don't think but i was gonna say like what's your day gig like i believe stump kitchen is not your main uh bill payer so oh but I-, I know now that i stalked you it is your garbage. So. Yeah, you like yeah. And <laughs> thanks by the way. That was really helpful for you to go through it. And I'm really glad that you like took it out to the dumpster after. That was super sweet. He yeah. sorted the recyclables. That that helps. It really does. Yeah. yeah. I'll see you next Thursday sometime. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Perfect. Um anyway, yeah, it's it's not an ugly question. It's a wonderful question because mm. like for me, okay, like it's kind of a longish story, I guess, but I'm gonna tell you, we got some yeah. time. Yeah. <laughs> We're all good. Um, so a stump kitchen started, um, in March, 2016. So just over a year ago. Um, and I was coming, I was going to say coming out of, but coming into a, a really dark time. Um, and so this show kind of came, it started as a process in self love. And when I saw myself on screen and when I was editing, it was just brought me so much joy. I was like, Fuck, I'm going to do this forever. This is amazing. And then I shared it with the world, started the channel. Um, and it just built momentum and I, I, I just love it so much. And so it's been going on for about a year. And, um, honestly, like a few weeks into the process, I was like, I want to do this forever. This is going to be my forever thing. I'm going to figure out how to do that. Um, And I was working uh, different jobs. I was at the library for a while. um, So doing like working full time and doing this on the side, which was 
I mean, it was okay. It was a little bit intense because, you know, editing takes a lot of time. All you creators out there, you know how much time it takes. It's ridiculous. <laughs> um, and so uh, then in the last few months, the stars just started to align. So I, I took the plunge and I, I left my job. Um, not, not solely for a stump kitchen. It was, um, mental health and all the other things that just needed to happen for me. And then that, that paved the way to create space for me to do more of this work. And I, I, uh, I jumped on Patreon, which is an awesome, like, uh, kind of like crowdfunding creator, um, supporter site. It's, it's been really, really good to me and it lit up instantly and, um, it's growing. And so that's a really awesome source of, um, support for some kitchen. Um, and I've been connecting with lots of new folks who have limb difference and stumps and just things are just like snowballing. And so, um, yeah, it wasn't always my full-time gig, but I, I don't know. I just like dreamt really hard and now I'm like living the dream. It's uh, I'm still not like in the green yet, but oh, <laughs> I'm yeah. going to get there soon. I hope. <laughs> That's but, awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's fucking incredible. I can't even like, I feel so lucky. I'm just like, when am I going to wake up? I'm not really sure, but I'm just going to keep doing it. Um, and hopefully I'll never wake up from this awesome dream. So, <laughs> yeah. Stomp filled dream. <laughs> cool. I'll have to double check. Like I haven't looked at the page in a while, but, um, Patreon used to have like featured creators like on the front page and you mm. could apply. There was like a form. Mm, I like should ask link. them. Yeah, that you could apply to be one of the featured things because they would totally love you. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, that's a great idea. Yeah, yeah they they've been really good to me. They're uh they're a cool, cool little site. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I actually one upped my creepiness with when Taryn was on the show because yeah. she works for them. And when we actually did take a trip to San Francisco, like yeah. just to kill a week or whatever, uh -huh. my spouse and I, like I brought her some Canadian mittens and I went to Patreon headquarters to drop them off. And like she wasn't there. And I was like, she's totally here. And she's like, wait, there's a creepy stalker from Canada here. <laughs> like the guy who like sent those things online. I was like, but it's me and my spouse. But anyway, I was like, that's here's a gift for you. That's fantastic. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, yeah, I didn't. I didn't know that piece. That's really cool. It's a new. It's a new thing. Ah, yeah. 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 Thanks. Yeah, because I was reading about the other work you've done. So yeah. yeah, from the intro. So yeah, yeah, I've done a lot of wonderful work in my life, and this is where I'm at now. So it's been cool. That is awesome. Mm -hmm. um, so hey, you've answered that question. How's <laughs> and you've kind of asked it. I answered this, but the response to the show has been pretty great. Then, right? Like, it's been fucking amazing. <laughs> it's and it's been also like very, really complex and really diverse. Like more than I would have ever guessed. Like I thought, I put the first video out in, like I said last year in March. It was waffles. Put it out, and I thought, like, okay like maybe 50 people will watch this and they might get a kick out of it. And that would be, that would be really great. But it like the first day it had like 50 views and then it had a hundred and then it had 300 and I was like, well, what's happening? And then it just kind of spiraled out and grew and grew and people just, they found something in it that they could connect with. Like whether it was like the humor or the joy or the realness or the fact that I don't often brush my teeth, do my hair or wear a bra during filming. Like they just connected with whatever. Um, and, 
yeah, from people from like those who like love the f-ing swears to like children who love like getting messy in the kitchen to families with kids with limb difference. Like it's been this, uh, you know, super weird mix, beautiful mix of, um, of audiences. Like it kind of cuts across a lot of different, uh, groups and stuff. Yeah. Um, so the response has been, I just amazing. Yeah. I'm completely overwhelmed by it. That's, that's really cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's pretty great. So, um, uh, we, we, you know, we live in this, uh, culture that's spent too many years, like identifying people by like their color and mm-hmm. their sex or sexual preference instead of mm-hmm. just accepting that we're all humans. Yep. So the first rule of the internet is like, you know, never read the comments. Have you had to deal with any kind of negativity? Oh, good question. Um, I've had wonderful comments like uh, Stump Kitchen fans and supporters are fucking incredible. (laughs) Um, I had one troll, uh, which was uh, (laughs) was really interesting. It was about six months ago. um, And they had like a fake name and everything. And you could tell it was a troll that they made a comment about. And I think it's still up on one of my videos. I I don't think I've taken it down. I kind of forgot about it, actually. I had one troll who said, um, like... Hey, like, why don't you cut off your little fingers or your little nubs on your stump? Because I have, for those of you listening or haven't seen my stump, I have little kind of tiny fingers that um, uh, started growing when I was inside my mom's tummy when I was developing. And they're just like, they're just the cutest thing. I have a little nail. Anyway, um, so he made this comment about like, don't you want to get those removed? They're gross kind of thing. And I, I got that when I was at work one day and I just went livid and I wrote this like long response and I got really angry and I was like, this and <laughs> it was like so intense. And, uh, I sent it to my partner and I was like, what do I do? And she was like, just breathe, just breathe all good. And I was like, okay. So I, I, I slept on it. I just wrote it and I, I let it go. And then I didn't respond. Mm -hmm. Um, and I left it there. Some of my friends responded and that was, you know, kind of sweet, but I think people have just kind of, uh, ignored it. Um, and yeah, other than that, nothing, nothing at all. And so I think it was a nice first experience to like get over with and then nothing else has happened since then. Yeah, I think our show is on the other side of that, where like uh, we've offended enough people <laughs> accidentally, or I have, and Paul's like, "Wait, Grandpa, stop!" <laughs> that the other people are bigger than us, and they're like, "We're just not going to say anything. We're just going to ignore you." <laughs> I don't know about that. Oh, <laughs> also, there's no comments on our website, so <laughs> yeah, that does help. it does help. Yeah. yeah. Well, there you go. Yeah. And our two page, our two patrons are pretty easygoing. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's so great. Yeah, it is funny. Yeah. Like our very first patron was actually Taryn, who we were interviewing. She's like, "Oh, you set it up," and she was giving us pointers on what to do with the page. She's like, "Well, I'm just be your first patron." Oh, <laughs> that is so. That wonderful. was so nice, and then we got one more. <laughs> <laughs> That's so great. We don't we don't have as good a Patreon game as you, but uh, well, we we should talk Patreon after this. Yeah, for yeah. sure. We can jam about it. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, that's really cool. And so I, uh, I, I, I stole, I stole an answer before, but, um, mm-hmm. uh, so one of my questions was, as you just brought up your, your partner, mm-hmm. and I had asked if, um, 
she works the camera because <laughs> there's just such an energy that you sometimes have. And so, right, yeah. so you told me that like half the time it's you and she's done it a couple of times. So yeah, it's different, right? Like yeah. you're performing for like someone in the room and it's her. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, my partner is, she's just wonderful. Um, her name's Allison and she lives in Saskatchewan right now. So like when we started the show, when I started the show, she was a huge support with like holding the camera and she would just like use her elbow and whatever. Um, but then when she moved to Saskatchewan for work, I was like, what are we going to do? Oh my gosh. So I got a tripod. And so now half the time when she's here, she'll film, um, which is so amazing because she remembers shit like unplug the fridge, yeah. uh, take pictures. Um, let's turn off the sink. So it doesn't drip like things that I will, I will like, if you watch the last like four or five episodes, I think three of them, the fridge is not unplugged because I've done it on my own. I'm like, oh shit. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's lovely filming for her. But I think honestly, like even whether or not she's in the room, if I'm like with my tripod by myself or a guest or not, um, once that camera's rolling and I'm cooking, nothing else kind of is, nothing else is in my awareness. I'm just like with the food or with the kid or with my stomp or whatever. So, um, but she is extremely supportive and super helpful to catch all those things like unplug the fridge. Oh, and then remind me to plug it back in after. (laughs) So you don't like, you know, lose all your food. (laughs) Yeah. There's been many a podcast that I've done where I've remembered to turn off like the heat or the air because yeah, like, that will come on and make the audio really bad. Or close the window. Yeah, yeah. Which you did today. I'm, yeah. That's good for you. You get a gold star for that. Yeah. <laughs> and, and then like, you know, the next morning, like we wake up and it's like super cold because I forgot to turn yes. it back on. Yes. So. Touch wood. I have not done that overnight with the fridge yet. Yet. Good. I probably will. Allison, you got to move back so you can help me. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, yeah, no, it's, it's been awesome working with her, especially like, um, getting like different shots. Um, I'm going to get one of my goals on Patreon is to get a GoPro so I can stick it on my ceiling, Mm -hmm. get some overhead shots. Cause doing that by yourself is kind of, you know, um, so she's really great at like getting different shots and looking at angles, stuff that I don't really see from the camera's perspective. So yeah, yeah, she's a great cameraman. (laughs) (laughs) we use all we use all language so she's cool with that name (laughs) you're you're talking to two film school rejects so you can you can totally ask us any question like i do know like a lot of those like discovery channel shows like for Mm -hmm. a while there, like you know like any of those reality discovery channel shows like they um they will often have like the smallest crew you could ever think yeah because they use gopro cameras like those yep storage war they just stick them everywhere (laughs) yeah they just stick the cameras everywhere and then they have like one cameraman doing close-ups but then all the other stuff is like gopros just stuck to the wall amazing so yeah you gotta get we gotta get you one and then yeah 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 and then then i can can wear it around multiple angles grocery shopping things yeah it's just great (laughs) daily vlogs no i don't know oh could you imagine <clears throat> I actually, you could have like a little wristband and then you could have a stump cam. <laughs> I think that would be amazing. Oh. The thing is, it would get so dirty. Like I stick my stump in everything, like <laughs> all of the food, all of the, like it would just get, I would break the GoPro. So maybe I'll get one with a really strong case, you know, no, like no, a no. waterproof one. Like, yeah, I like, perfect. 
He's saying like maybe we could put it up closer to the elbow, so then it's like stump vision, oh, right? Oh yeah, Ooh, there you go. Yeah, you yeah, get it up there, and like when you're juicing a lime or something <laughs> oh like that, it's like this great shot. It's happening. It's, ha- it's, it's going to happen. <laughs> yeah, how to reach my next goal on Patreon, folks? It's going to happen. <laughs> it's all about branding, right? So yeah. you have to change it from buy GoPro camera to stump vision. Totally. <laughs> Exactly. Pardon me. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) What did you eat this evening? (laughs) Uh, I had fajitas for dinner. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. They were really good. Okay. Mm -hmm. So what kind of... I just instinctively put a marker in the audio for the belch and and now I realized I have to leave it in. (laughs) So now I'm going to put leave this in. Thank you. As my marker note. Yes. (laughs) That's so great. Um, yeah, I just use corn tortillas corn, or whatever yeah. I have okay. in the fridge. You can get uh, gluten-free ones as well, like that aren't corn, but mm-hmm. corn's good. And then just red pepper, mushroom, purple or white onion, fried apple salt and pepper. I put sweet potato in this one, though, and it was so great. And then some green salsa and vegan mayo, and you're done. It's fantastic. Nice. Dinner of champions, my friend. <laughs> yeah. Um so that brings me to this question. Mm-hmm. Uh, I saw you on one of your many videos. Yes. Uh, do your question and answer thing. Yeah. And so uh, gluten intolerant or are you actually celiac? I'm not celiac. Okay. No, I had like a food allergy test done by my naturopath um, about six or seven years ago now. And gluten came up Um and I, okay, here's the thing. I used to work yeah. at a bakery. I worked at Cobb's Bakery, um, yeah. best set of events in the world. So I worked there for like two and a half years. I was a sales manager. Every day, every day, I would eat bread, like so much bread. And, um, like, it was just ridiculous. And so I think, I think what happened is, that experience of like eating bread all the time and just shoving my face with all the gluten (laughs) made me develop a gluten allergy. I'm almost positive because I didn't have one before. And it was, uh, you know, not too long after that, that my body started to react to weird. And like, I'm not going to talk about what happens when I eat gluten here on the show, because like you might be having dinner. I don't know what you're doing right now, (laughs) folks. But like, let me just say there's some bad stuff that goes on, you know, but also for me, it's like, it's it's not an allergy. It's like an intolerance or something. And so like mm-hmm. my nose gets all um, stuffy uh-huh. as well as other gastrointestinal things that I'll sure. leave to the imagination. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, cool. Yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. It's cool. All right. No, no, no. <laughs> I, I just thought of something that like I'm going to have to see how this works, especially since it's just audio. But uh, no, I'm with you. I have empathy because... Mm. I am convinced that diabetes, which I have found out that I have about yeah. three years ago, uh-huh. um, is because I pretty much lived on pop. Yeah. Like to the point that I would go to work with Paul and like he would grab a coffee and I would walk down to the gas station and get a pop for the mm-hmm. like eight in the morning. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So I'm convinced like, yeah, like, I mean, that's a little more easier to trace. Like, yeah, if you have too much sugar, you probably have diabetes. But mm-hmm. so, so my idea was like, I needed to like get high five, but in this case, like high stump, is that? How yeah. This works? All right. Stump, stump stump. Stump. There you go. Stump out. A stump bump. Stump bump. All right. I got it. I got it. Yeah, for sure. Stump bump. Yeah, that could be true. It's good. Like usually to follow your intuition about your body is is nice. Usually we kind of know what's going on if we like listen. So 
you're probably right. Who knows? Yeah, well, <laughs> listening is hard, right? I know. It's true. Because that's what I was going to ask you then, because you just found this out not too long ago. Yeah. So is there, like, and obviously Cobbs, uh, so is there, like, that? there's there that one thing that you're just like, damn it, I wish I wasn't gluten-free? <laughs> like, is there mm-hmm. something that you crave every now and then? You're like, ah. Not anymore, though. No. Like, I, and even when I stopped eating gluten, I didn't crave it too, too much, surprisingly. Mm-hmm. Like, um, yeah, no, I just like, because the, they do, okay, like, grocery stores, restaurants, especially in Edmonton, they're doing such a great job of, like, catering to gluten-free folks like six years ago not as good but now like if you know where to look it's pretty incredible so I feel very well taken care of in the city like um and the prices are going down a little bit now so you don't have to pay an arm and a leg but I'm for a loaf of bread anymore (laughs) so um it's getting better like I yeah I can have like toast was the main thing I love toast so much and for like my favorite vegan breakfast is avocado toast obviously it's the best thing ever and i found some pretty rad gluten-free bread and i've made it before too you can make your own bread which is you know not as complicated as i thought it was but it is a lot of effort <laughs> um but yeah i'm i don't miss it too too much although although okay you know there's a donut shop in edmonton called take five I did not know this because no one I know likes donuts. And so I'm like, <laughs> who are you? I know. I'm like, who are these people? Like, what? I'm like, is there even a good donut shop here? Yes, in there's. Yeah, for sure. So it's apparently like I've never had the donuts, but it's really, really awesome. <laughs> and my friends love it so much. And the other day uh, I was at a, one of their parties and my friend Sarah, um, she <laughs> was eating this like glazed donut and it smelled so good like that yeasty sugary Mm. dough smell and I was like can you just like blow on my mouth and she was like okay (laughs) so she like ate the donut and then blew on my mouth and I like inhaled her breath it was magical and she did that for the entire donut and then the other day for my other friend's birthday they had the same donuts and I licked the sugar off one like just to get a little bit of the flavor I didn't Mm -hmm. eat I just licked the sugar off so yeah, it's, you know, hearing myself talk, I'm realizing that um, perhaps donuts is the thing that I miss. <laughs> <laughs> could be, could be. Yeah. I'm but, waiting for the f- future, like, Stump Kitchen episode, donuts. Yeah, that's and actually a good challenge. I know how the challenge. hole's getting in the center. Too, yeah, so. totally. Oh, <laughs> totally. Yes, it's happening. Um, oh. Yeah, Wow. See, and I, that was good. You diffused it because I was starting to get angry because I do realize that there's a lot of gluten-free options for you because I'm diabetic and so is most of the world. And then is there a diabetic section in the grocery store? Fuck no, there's not. Uh, <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. I've only seen like diabetic candies in yeah. certain places, but like they really should. I know. Yeah. It's really interesting. Like, and it's what, uh, like classes I've taken and then just like my own like research Mm -hmm. like it's really interesting like when you get to like the healthy stuff where they take out things like gluten or other stuff Mm -hmm. like they're always replacing it with sugar so it's like you go to like a coffee shop or something and I'm not a coffee drinker so I'm like oh what do they have for drinks here and there's like a carrot juice it's got like 50 grams of sugar like it's nuts yeah so yeah for sure so yeah it's a big thing um yeah. i wonder how aligned like i have a, i don't know too too much about diabetes but i i'd be curious to know how aligned 
my diet is with a diabetic diet because um, I eat some sugar, but it's not in the food. I So I eat dark chocolate like nobody's business, especially oh. like at certain times of the month. You know what I'm saying? And so um, but other than that, like in my cooking, I don't use uh, that. I don't use it at all. Yeah. And so it'd be interesting to to see some of the overlaps and uh, yeah, we could do a little diabetic special. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One of my best friends just got diagnosed with diabetes as well. And we do a lot of cooking together, which is incredible. Mm. And so, um, yeah, it'd be really neat to see. Yeah, because, like, I know, like you said, that was part of your inspiration for the show. But, like, for me, like, I've had a real difficult time because I do have a sweet tooth or Mm. one of them left anyway. And so, (laughs) like... For me, like finding uh, like alternative recipes has been like ridiculous because like, Mm -hmm. you know, sugar is such an active ingredient in baking to begin with. Like it makes things rise, right? Yeah, yeah. Feeds the yeast or whatever. So I was actually, I still haven't watched the video, shame on me, but like the one with your mom where you guys make brownies. Like I was Mm -hmm. like, I need to watch that one because I found this recipe that was like, I think it used like some kind of sugar substitute, like stevia or something. And Mm. I was like, sweet. And I'd made it and it turned more into like chocolate cookies than brownies. Hey, (laughs) whatever works. Really crunchy (laughs) and thin, like it never rose. Oh, interesting. So, yeah. Yeah, that um, that brownie episode or brownie recipe is really awesome. There's sugar in it, but you could maybe substitute it for something else. Yeah. Um, And now that I'm at the point, like I've figured it out, like, what my blood sugar balance is but Mm. um like the best that you can do is either you can buy it or just do it yourself but Mm -hmm. like they make like those um now they make like this 50 50 ratio so you can get like a bag of sugar that's like 50 percent like a substitute of some kind or something and like there was a website i found at one point where it was like we bake this with like sucralose. We bake this with like stevia. We bake this with half and half. And that oh. one like actually riz, rose and the other two are just like flat. Oh, <laughs> and wow. then this loaf was made with sugar. And of course it looked like yeah. a normal loaf. Yeah, for sure. And I was like, oh, I get this now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so that's been like a challenge for me. Yeah, um, that would be for sure. Yeah. The baking thing. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> and I don't do a lot. Like baking is uh it's a beautiful thing. It's something I want to challenge myself with to see um, because it's uh, – I haven't done a lot of it, um, but it would be a good next challenge. And looking for, yeah, like sugar substitutes would be so cool. There's this like new trend, uh, chickpea chocolate chip cookies. Have you seen it? No. Oh, my goodness. It's It looks – okay, it looks so gross. Like it's basically mashed up chickpeas and chocolate <laughs> chips and baking soda and some sugar or whatever into cookies. But – Every video I've watched at the end, they're just like, this is, this has changed my life. So <laughs> I'm definitely going to do an episode with these, but I just, I don't trust it. But you know, whatever the internet doesn't lie. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that'd be neat to see, you know, that one might be an interesting hmm. one to try as well. Yeah. There's, um, I have a really cool recipe. Like I meant to watch, <laughs> I'm making lots of really sad promises to you. Uh, <laughs> No, I haven't watched the energy balls one that you did too. But oh yeah, I have like a recipe for those from like a dietitian, and uh, mm. and mine has uh, gluten in it, which we could easily modify. But it's so yeah. good, and it's made with lentils. Oh, neat! Awesome. Yeah, so huh. it's so good, and it's like every time I've made them and gave them to people, I'm like, yeah, this is basically they're like called lentil power bites, and they're like, 
wait, no, it's dessert? I'm like, yeah, but it's lentils. And they're like, no, this is going to be super, oh, my God, this is tasty. Yeah, like, yeah. So yeah. great. When you just sneak beans or lentils into stuff and people are like, what? <laughs> yeah, yeah. fantastic. Exactly. So why um, or how long or why vegan? Like, mm, So, okay, I went vegetarian when I was about – 19 or 20. Uh, my sister was a vegetarian at 13 because she was like, she did a bunch of reading. She was a little punk rocker at that age. And so she like, she was just the fucking coolest. And so she really got into like social justice, animal rights and stuff. And so she kind of inspired me to take the step to become a vegetarian. And it was relatively easy to do. So I was a vegetarian for a long, long time. And then um, uh, my current partner uh, is a vegan. I dated a couple of vegans throughout my life, but my current partner, Allison, is a vegan. And it just, I thought, why not? It just was an easy switch to make, easier than I thought it would be, because we both enjoy cooking, more so now especially. <laughs> and, uh, well, it kind of forced me to become a better cook. Um, but, yeah, it was just like you know, living with someone who's also a vegan, it makes it a lot easier to yeah. buy the same shit and not have to worry about cooking bacon and in front of each other or whatever. So, mm -hmm. although I had a roommate, um, last, no, a couple, two years ago. Um, I, and I love him dearly. He would, uh, we'd like cook frozen pizzas together. Me with my like vegan gluten-free frozen pizza. And he would have his like bacon cheese one. And I would like put mine underneath his on the second rack. And sometimes his bacon would like fall onto my pizza. And I was like, cool, I'm just going to eat this. <laughs> like, That's fine. Whatever. It just fell on my plate. It's all good. So, um, as you can tell, I'm not a super strict vegan. Like mm -hmm. I don't buy meat. I don't eat it. But if bacon falls on my plate, like I'm going to eat it. It's amazing. <laughs> yeah, that was that was the universe giving you bacon. Exactly. <laughs> I just imagined you like going through the grocery store, like running into things with the car. Oops, this whole ham fell in my car. I guess I got to eat. No, I wouldn't. No. I don't buy meat. I don't contribute to the that meat industry in that way. It's right just on. in funny ways of like, yeah, if it's, if you've made it and it falls onto my pizza. Yeah. It's a cute thing. Yeah. It's, I, I find it so fascinating. Like, um, yeah, like back to the, uh, diabetes and the pop thing. Like, you mm -hmm. know, I think at one point bless the internet before I even knew that I had like, um, diabetes, like the internet was like, Hey, did you know like all pop is made with wastewater? Like the water Whoa. goes in the sewer and then is treated and back to water again, but they use that to make pop. Like Wow. And I was just like sitting there like guzzling down a 44 ounce going, that's gross. It's disgusting. <laughs> you know, like, like I love this so much. I don't care. Like, oh, that's intense. Wow. But, yeah. 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 I was told I was told recently by uh, by um, somebody who is in, let's say, the fire protection industry that Coke bottling plants are protected from fire by um, foam fire suppressant systems mm -hmm. because um, you would you, you use a foam fire fire suppressant system in the case where there are potentially flammable liquids present. Oh, my gosh. And so you don't want a standard. <laughs> You don't want a standard white uh, water fire suppression system because oh. it would just spread the liquid around oh, and, it, and wow. exacerbate the problem. Wow. So, you know, if you want to avoid drinking Coke, you can you can think about that. 
Thanks. Like you like drink some Coke, get a lighter, blow it up. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yeah. It's almost as flammable like as Arturo's your- water. <laughs> yes. Right. Oh wow. Um. Yeah, that is uh, that's crazy. Mm. Uh, but yeah, the um, the meat thing is it's really interesting because I was listening to a podcast recently where like they were both like people from Midwest, like me and Paul, and mm-hmm. they were saying like how it's just like meat at every meal, like one hundred percent. And they were like, you know, like you don't like both of them were like at the point where they're like both vegetarian or one was vegan, but they were both like. The thing about it is you don't have to be militant about it like you. Like mm, yeah. you just you don't need it. It's not good to have it every day. Mm-hmm. But even if you just stopped having meat one day a week, that would like cut down so mm-hmm. much problems that we have, right? Like yeah. environmentally and for the animals themselves. Like Yeah, for sure. And I also think it's a really cool way to challenge ourselves mm-hmm. and our palates. Like yeah. I think um you know, eating vegan and vegetarian, there's an assumption that it's not as good and it's fucking amazing. Like just try any recipe from my show, like not to like, <laughs> but it's true. Like I only cook things that I love eating so much of like cauliflower chicken wings or whatever. So like challenging ourselves to try something new, um, can be really rewarding for our taste buds, I think. And, uh, yeah, not only like better for the environment and whatever, it's just mm-hmm. fun to try something new. Yeah, one hundred percent. Like, uh, like I've had to learn how to cook vegetarian, and I'm still struggling with it. Like, I'm still like addicted to. I wouldn't say addicted to, but like, as far as my like repertoire, it's like I need that like fake protein stuff. Like, they mm. use like fake meat to mm-hmm. like make something, and yeah. it's like I don't. I know I don't need it, but like my brain is still there. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. And I, I did that too. Like there's a lovely yeah. transition period and that stuff is totally cool. Like mm-hmm. we all, you know, we need, we got to do what we got to do to make <laughs> it work for us. So, and then I, once I went gluten intolerant, I couldn't eat all that stuff because it's all made with um, yes. like, Eat. yeah, wheat gluten or whatever. So mm-hmm. yeah. it's funny you should say that because um, when I was looking for the tamarind and then what's the vegan friendly soy sauce? Because it also Tamarai? I know they were. I like went to the store with my list, and I was like, "Why did I write the same thing down twice?" Like, and and I think some people call it tamari. It's like tamari or tamari. I'm not really sure. I think I say it wrong, but I say it the right way according to me. But yeah, tamari and tamarind. It's yeah. So, so my uh, my partner loves loves um, that vegetarian restaurant. Padmanandi. Yes. Mm. Loves Padmanandi. So good. And all of their like protein, their fake vegetarian meats are made with what's called seitan, which is just basically gluten, right? Yeah. Most of it. They have a couple of gluten-free options, but they usually sold out because everyone's like, I want more. Yeah. yeah, totally. And so, so I'm in the, I went to the, like one of the Asian grocery stores, like the 99 or whatever to look for tamarai and tamarind. <laughs> And uh, I'm in there and we had because we love like Padmandi so much. Like mm-hmm. I was like, oh, like this was a long time ago. We were in one of those stores and we're like, do they have Satan? Like and we were looking around. We didn't see it. And we're like, huh. Oh, well. And so then this time I was there. And now that I'm a, I know a lot more 
and I've been educated by you and others. Like I'm in there and I finally find the two things I need. And mm-hmm. I'm just looking at what other st- cool stuff is in their store. And then like in the frozen section, like they don't bother calling it Satan. It's just called gluten. Like this thing is like, <laughs> buy these blocks of gluten. <laughs> Fantastic. Oh my God. I just thought that was hilarious. Yeah. Um, my nemesis. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Big blocks of frozen gluten. Oh. That's great. I used to there's a there's a grocery store in the Midwest where Paul is uh, called Meyer. Mm-hmm. Um and uh, it's just like a big Walmart esque like thing, but it's from Michigan, so we like it better than Walmart. That's uh, right. Yeah. <laughs> Even though they basically have identical business practices and are doing everything they can to become the same size. It's true. <laughs> All right. Um but uh it's open twenty four hours. Holy shit. So when you're just like a kid in a small town like I was, hey, we went to the movies. Now what? Let's just go walk around Meyer and play <laughs> in the toy section and do these stupid things. Right. Yeah. You know what I need? Milk, tennis shoes, and a tire iron. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and wow. so I'd be there in three in the morning and my go-to joke was there was like a sign over the dairy section that was like a carton of milk with like milk pouring out and it was like two separate pieces of cardboard so the pouring out was like cut in the shape of milk splashing yeah and i would stand under it and go no i'm <laughs> i lactose intolerant that was my oh, stupid joke at three in the morning as so like good. a teenager so are you lactose intolerant no <laughs> <laughs> i actually don't like milk i, I like cheese but i don't yeah. like milk so everything i usually get like almond milk or soy mm. so delicious yes exactly mm-hmm. um so yes dietary needs kind of and you've mentioned uh wellness mental health like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's a good thing. Uh, those things inspired yep. Stump Kitchen. Yes, <laughs> yes, those are all good things. <laughs> they inspired Stump Kitchen. Do you, is there like a chef in the family, a grandma or your mom or like someone else that inspired the show or someone from mm-hmm. TV or it's just you wanted to make things? Well, I think I just wanted to make things. But um, I mean, like when we were little, my dad would make us. Um, you know, lots of really cool meals and he would kind of be like that chef. He'd have his little apron on and he'd be making like uh, pasta sauce made out of like porcupine tails and monkey tongues and stuff like that. So he would really like joke with us about what was in the food that we were eating. And so that was made it really fun to cook. But <laughs> um, I also used to watch the Food Network all the time, like all of the time. And so I loved watching um, like Iron Chef and other, you know, cooking shows like that. Just like looking at the knives. Oh, so incredible just to watch <laughs> the beautiful knives and the beautiful ingredients. And so I just got a lot of joy out of that. And they just looked like they were having so much fun. So I think those things probably helped. And then just finding my own rhythm and joy being with the ingredients in the kitchen um, was, I, I guess, the inspiration in and of itself in a way. So yeah. do you have like a nice set of knives? Yeah, they're so great. So I get my knives from Knifeware um, on White Ave. Have you heard of Knifeware? Okay, you need to go to Knifeware. We should go on a little field trip. They're incredible. They All of their knives are Japanese knives and the folks in there are incredible. They've all like worked in the restaurant industry and they know so much about knives. Um, and so I have three beautiful knives from there. 
and a little knife holder. And I just got them sharpened yesterday. So it was like, I was taking my babies out for a stroll and I got them all sharpened and now they're all shiny on my wall. Oh, they're just, they're so great. So yeah, I've got great knives and I take big pride in them. And like, even if you, um, aren't able to spend money on a good knife, um, or like on a knife, like getting a knife and having it nice and sharp is going to make your kitchen experience so much better. Like you don't have to spend a lot of money. Just get a good sharp one or sharpen it. Um, yeah, it makes all the difference in the world and they're safer. Yeah. 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 That's the crazy part. Like, I know. I got some for my birthday a couple of years ago now and yeah. I was just like, whoa, <laughs> Like, this actually works. Like, yeah. I'm not using any muscles right now. Exactly, <laughs> like, yeah. I learned from Chris at Knifeware that, like, if, like, sharp knives are safer because um, you don't have to force them to go anywhere. They go where you, you want them to go. But a dull knife, you have to put a lot of effort, and then they s- kind of slip, and that's how you lose your hand. Just mm-hmm. kidding. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> but seriously, though, knife safety, it's a real thing. <laughs> Yeah, I know because um, we'll put a little "the more you know" jingle on the end of that. <laughs> <laughs> ding 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 ding. Yeah, keep your limbs safe. See, I told you I'd do it. I put the I put the sound effect in. Hey, this is Paul from uh, the future, which is now once again the present, and uh, by the time you hear this, will be the past. Um, this is the end of, uh, part one of our talk with Alexis from Stump Kitchen. You should go check out all of her stuff. Of course, uh, she is on YouTube. You can find a link to her on YouTube on, in our show notes at montrealsauce.com. You can also find her on Instagram at stump underscore kitchen or Twitter at stump underscore kitchen. And of course, you can uh, help her out on Patreon if you would like to. She is Stump Kitchen, all one word, no underscore on Patreon. Uh, so go check out all of Alexis's stuff. It was wonderful to be able to talk to her. Uh, we've got another uh, great discussion with her coming up for next week. And then the week after that, which is going to be right around Halloween, uh, we have a very special uh, game show that we played um i don't really know how to describe it but it's going to be fantastic it's got uh, arturo and uh, daniel j hogan on it uh we love those guys we brought them back uh and they played a game with me and chris um and it's going to be a ton of fun to listen to so tune in for that in a couple weeks just before halloween uh tune in next week of course for part two of our discussion with alexis from stump kitchen And uh, we will catch you later. Thanks. Bye.